Ohayo and Hisashiburi. It has been such a long time since I've recorded a podcast, and man, I am so excited to be back. Basically, in the springtime, my daughter started first grade, and that means I also, in a way, started elementary school. And boy, that just took it out of me. And then in the summer, we got to take our furlough time in the States, which the way our organization does that is basically every 18 to 24 months, you take about five weeks back in your home country. Different organizations and missions organizations do that differently. Some do like a three years on, one year off, or uh, six months off maybe it is, or five years on, one year off. I, I can't remember all the different formulas, but we got to go back to the States this summer. And so that is actually what we're going to be talking about today is furlough. I have a few furlough episodes lined up. So we're going to kind of do a furlough series, if you will, over the next few weeks. So let's get into it. We went to America in the first day of summer break for my kids, and we got back from America on the very last day of summer break for the kids. In fact, we arrived in Japan 23 hours before my daughter needed to be back at school. (laughs) So we like totally took advantage of Natsuyasumi, the summer vacation. And so I was so excited to get to go back to America because I realized that's home. But then I was so sad to leave Japan because I realized this is home. Home is such an interesting concept for anybody who has ever moved out of home. It's also an interesting concept for anybody who hasn't left home. But I think even as a Christian, we have to have kind of a different process, a different way of thinking of home because even anywhere here on earth, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, you're not ultimately home because you're not ultimately perfectly in the presence of God, which is our ultimate home for those who believe in Jesus. And so it was kind of a lot to process over the course of a summer when I'm trying to like make sure I eat my favorite foods in America that I can't eat here in Japan and make sure that we get to see family and that I'm considering what is home and how does that all that, how does that all work? But honestly, one thing that really brought this to mind over and over and over again is that um, people would regularly come out to us and say, welcome home. Oh, hold on. I know this isn't your home. Uh, so welcome back. And it was so thoughtful and so kind for people to take that consideration and to take that moment to realize, wait a second, there's something about, yeah, we're from Oklahoma. There's something about Oklahoma that's home, but it's not home. And it was just so sweet for people to take the time to, and take the word space to kind of process that with us in the moment. But then part of me was like, well, this is home. Oklahoma is home and it's not only home it's not my only home though and so although I really appreciated the time and the and the mental space that people were giving to this concept of home I also wanted to assure them that 
actually, this is home too. And so getting to hear, welcome home. There's just something really sweet and tender about those words that I really appreciate. And I know for some people who live abroad, um, that's actually really hard for them to hear, for somebody to say, welcome home. And maybe this is something that'll change over, you know, the next couple years as we continue living abroad. We'll start to really feel only at home here in Japan and we won't feel at home very much there. But for now, it doesn't cause pain or hurt for us to hear welcome home because I think we've just kind of decided to hold both places as home, America and Japan. And why? Well, there's two big, three big reasons that Oklahoma is home. One, I grew up there. It'll never not be where I'm from. Two, it's a big place in my story and my heart. So many years of my story, as so many important years of my story take place there. And that will always be the setting in which those years of my life take place. And so in that way, it's also home. But maybe mostly it's home because there's people there that I really love. And so it's home. Oklahoma is home. Um, in the same way, Japan is home. Specifically, the place we're living in now in, uh, in this particular area of Japan, it's where I'm living. This is where I'm doing life. We're raising our kids here. This is home. It's a huge part of my story. Really meaningful years of my life have taken place here. And so it's home. And there's people here that I just so truly love and cherish. So it's home. And I don't think I can pick one over the other. Um, and I don't think I can say one is more home, less home. I think I just have to say they're both home. And right now I'm living in this home. I've kind of been having to learn this skill set of categorizing things a little less rigidly over the last few years. There are things in life that are just so exciting and I feel utter dread considering them. Um, for example, childbirth. Like I was not only excited to have a baby. I was also terrified of going into labor, okay? Um, I can feel happy and sad about the same thing. Things can be beautiful and yet unsatisfying. I can have more than one best friend. This one was a real kicker for me, I guess, because in a lot of ways I'm stuck in seventh grade brain, which is probably not surprising to anybody who's ever met me. But I, I would always grapple with like, well, I have this best friend in this category and this best friend in this category, or my, you know, for example, my best friend in America, my best friend in Japan, my best friend that I talked to on the phone. I don't know. I couldn't just let all of these incredible women that the Lord has put in my life just all be my best friends. I don't know why that has been really hard for me to overcome as if you need a singular best friend above all of the other best friends. Just anyway, if anybody else has been dealing with that, I just want to let you know you're allowed to have a lot of best friends. And so I'm learning I can love lots of people really well. <laughs> um, and in the same way, I can have more than one home. And I can really love two places also. And man, I just 
all that being said, I am so looking forward to my ultimate home in heaven. I'm so looking forward to meeting my creator and my savior. And I just can't wait. And getting to experience what it is to be displaced from home a little bit and longing for home, right? So anytime we're in America, we're kind of longing for Japan. And anytime we're in Japan, we're kind of longing for America. And anytime we're in America, we love America. And in Japan, we love Japan. It's just made us realize, or it's made me realize that as I'm here on earth, I'm longing for heaven. I want there to be no more tears. I want there to be no more goodbyes. I want things to be whole and right and perfectly just, you know? And I can't wait for that. I'm so excited for that. And so it's been a sweet lesson to learn over the last few years to also really look forward to my forever home, which is coming. And so, man, I'm really thankful for that. And I can't believe it, but we are out of time today. So I will talk to you guys next time in the next part of our furlough series. See you later. Thank you for listening to Bike Chats with an Expat. I'm Lacey, an expat. In my early days of living in Japan, I would use my short morning commute on my bicycle to call friends and family back in the States. And that time was such salve for my soul. And now I want to share that time with you, except maybe not on a bicycle because that would be a little windy. I'll see you next time. Bye.